from the city of brotherly love, Philadelphia to around the globe. You're listening to Shark Bite Biz, your exclusive place for business strategy, sales, marketing, and tech in the roaring 20s. And now, here's your host, David Strausser. I'm your shining star, David Strausser, and it's time for another epic episode of Shark Bite Biz, your place to learn how to grow business during complete chaos. Today's show is incredible. Many of you out there at some point during your life probably felt like you won the lottery card, okay? But not the lottery card where you become a millionaire. It's the lottery card where you get a big old steaming pile of crap. And, you know, you you just feel like you're always being dealt the bad cards. You feel like you're always behind. You're always fighting to survive. No matter what you do, you feel that you can never get ahead. You end up making excuses for yourself, basically having low self-esteem and not believing in yourself. Then you have the flip side of that. And we kind of call that the American dream here in the States. And that's where you make yourself into whatever you want if you work hard. Honestly, I think some people are born unlucky, okay? They're dealt a bad set of cards right in the beginning, the moment that they're born. And, you know, unfortunately, there are going to be some that no matter how much they fight, they just keep getting dealt bad cards, okay? I will acknowledge that. Not everybody can reach the dream that they're looking to achieve, but I think that is the very small minority of people out there, a very, very low number. 99% of the people out there watching this video on YouTube, listening to this podcast on iTunes, you can reach your goals. Sure, Maybe you won't be a millionaire, okay? But you will be able to earn a decent living if you go after your dreams and stop making excuses for yourself. Today's guest is somebody that fought against all odds. Saying he had nothing is actually giving him too much credit. In fact, if anybody could have been born with negative life points, it would have been today's guest. Today's episode is going to inspire you and show you that, yes, more than not, you can overcome the luck, or I guess we could say the lack of luck that you were born with. You can shake off the past and be who you want to be. Be careful, though, okay? This show is going to push your emotions. It is an amazing story, and I cannot wait for my guest to explain it. So who is today's guest? Nelson Tressler. Nelson Tressler, the author of The Unlucky Sperm Club, was born the product of a brutal rape of a girl that was only 15 years old. His grandfather was eventually sentenced to life in prison, for killing the man that his mother identified on the witness stand as her attacker, a police officer. She was later married to an alcoholic who was extremely abusive, 
both physically and emotionally to both of them. Money was sparse. His mother on welfare and his stepfather couldn't keep a job. Nelson suffered from dyslexia and having an unstable home life. But despite all of that, Nelson has overcome it all to start over 10 businesses, manage over 25 million in real estate, and helping others to overcome the cards that they were dealt with at birth. So without further ado, I'm honored to say, let's bring Nelson Tressler on in here. Personal Growth. Nelson, welcome to Shark Bite Biz. So glad to have you here today, man. Hey, appreciate you having me, David. Oh, no problem. So we have a tradition on this show. Very first question is usually, hey, what's your background? What's your experience? What makes Nelson Nelson? But I want to kind of preempt this because you have an amazing, amazing story that is really worthy of digging into a little bit. Do you mind telling us your story? Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I, I do have a, a very original uh, origin story. Um, my mom uh, became pregnant with me when she was 15 years old. My mom is uh, one of 15 children. Her father was the uh, local trash collector in a small town. And uh, while my mom was pregnant with me, her father drove into the town square, uh, saw two police officers there, stuck a gun out the window and opened fire on those police officers, uh, killing one and wounding another. And my, my grandfather was brought to stand trial for what he did. Uh, he was facing the death penalty. And uh, during the trial, my mom uh, got up on the uh, witness stand and testified that the reason that her father had shot and killed that police officer was that that police officer had pulled her over and raped her. And she was now pregnant with uh, a baby who was me. And yeah. uh, that, that uh, testimony uh, worked. Uh, my grandfather uh, first trial ended in a hung jury. He was eventually found guilty. They took the death penalty off the table and he was found guilty and spent the rest of his life in prison, you know, leaving behind uh, me and, and my mom and uh, you know, the rest of his family in this small town to deal in those circumstances. How, how long ago was that? Uh, he was, uh, he was 48 years old and, uh, I'm 48 now. So, so uh, yeah. 48 years ago. Wow. That is crazy. I mean, we often talk in this show about character building lives and crossroads, um, you know, that, that really build the character of an individual. For me, it was uh, when I was 18, two months after September 11th, I ended up moving to Tijuana, Mexico and lived in a ghetto for about 15 years where I built myself up, actually worked for the Mexican government. And now I'm uh, an executive running the whole Northeast for a fairly large tech company, Vision 33. Would I be here today if I didn't move to a ghetto in Mexico and live that dirt poor life of crossing the border every day and doing everything I did? I don't know. It, it made me who I am. And obviously, your your story, what has happened, I mean, I'm sure that that has definitely built you into the way that you are. 
Yeah. And, and I mean, my life, you know, it, it didn't necessarily get any easier after that. You know, uh, um, my mom's 15 years old when she has me, but eventually, you know, she turns 21 and she starts to uh, go to bars and uh, she found a peach of a man at a bar and who ended up becoming my uh, stepfather and come to find out he was an alcoholic and, uh, you know, pretty much emotionally and physically abused me and my mom uh, almost every single day. Uh, wow. So de dealing with that and uh, eventually, you know, my mom has four other children uh, with my stepfather and because of the lifestyle that they're living, um, you know, I'm, I'm helping take care of the kids and, you know, uh, I'm not going to school very often because my mom would rather me stay home. And when I hit the fourth grade, you know, I, I looked down at my report card to kind of see where, uh, you know, who my fifth grade teacher was going to be. And it was at that time that I see straight F's on my report card and that I would be repeating the fourth grade. And wow. it probably shouldn't have come to any surprise to me. I, I probably missed 60 days of school that year. I couldn't read. I couldn't write. Uh, you know, I still can't spell. You know, the following year, uh, I was placed into special ed uh, to try to get the help that I needed. And um, eventually, uh, you know, that that's kind of took me up in, in through the fourth grade. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, that that is, as you, you know, you were saying, a very original origin story. I mean, my mind is blown because the amount of success that you've achieved, I don't think that that most I, a lot of people would just give up. You know, they I think they would play the victim card. I mean, I did for a little bit when my parents first divorced. That was the main reason I ended up moving away. They had a nasty divorce and, you know, it was so bad. I moved from cold country, Pennsylvania to Mexico. <laughs> and, you know, they play the victim cards. I mean, how did you end up kind of lifting yourself up to move forward in life and not just you know, be sad by things that you yeah. couldn't change. Well, and, and I talk about this in my book, The Un, the Unlucky Sperm Club. But um, one day, uh, my, uh, my stepfather was walking home drunk from a bar. And yeah. there was somebody else who was driving home drunk from that bar and ended up hitting and killing him. And uh, it was at this time. Now, my mom, you know, as, as rough as her life has, has been, she now has five children She's yeah. dropped out of school in the eighth grade, so she has no education, never worked outside of the home. And as bad as her life has been, you know, losing my stepfather, everything that she's kind of known, you know, she felt hopeless. And it was at this time that she decided she was going to take her own life. And uh, fortunately, she was not successful in doing so, uh, but um, she was placed in a psych psychiatric hold uh, and it was at that time that my family got split up and I went to go live with my grandmother, who's the wife of the, the man who shot and killed the uh, police officer. And uh, my sister went to go stay with uh, one of my aunts. And then my three brothers went to go stay with other family. But when my mom eventually got out of uh, out of the psychiatric hold, uh, it was at this time that she determined that she was not able to care for all of us uh, on her own. And our family was split up and I ended up staying with uh, my grandmother 
Uh, and that uh, was kind of the first time in my life that I really had a, uh, a stable life. Uh, and I say stable, you know, kind of in air quotes here because my gram had 15 kids. There were still quite a few of those kids living at home. Uh, and, uh, because of the person my grandmother was, she was caring for five or six of my cousins at the same time. So, wow. uh, living in that household, but you know, I didn't have to worry about somebody coming home drunk and, and, and beating me or my mom or, you know, having to care for kids in the middle of the night and doing all that right. stuff. And the one thing that my gram, you know, education was never a huge priority in, in our family. But the one thing that my gram expected was you were at least going to go to school. And that was probably because she needed a break from all the kids. So she was making <laughs> sure that they got out of there. But definitely, definitely. Yeah. For, for the first time, though, what I realized, you know, was that I wasn't stupid. You know, when I was going to school, um, I had my struggles for sure. But uh, I realized that, you know, if I could kind of pay attention and, and uh, you know, start to learn. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, were you the oldest out of all your siblings? Yeah, I, I was the oldest. My, my, my mom okay. had me when she was 15. So, yeah, yeah. That's what I figured, but I wanted yeah. to be sure. <laughs> yeah. uh, I mean, that that is just, again, you know, an incredible origin story. So let's fast forward real quick. Now that we know where you came from, tell us where you are actually today. Well, now I, I'm, I've been able to uh, uh, publish my book, The Unlucky Sperm Club, which kind of goes into some details of uh, some of the challenges that I had growing up and uh, it spins it into my current life and with my marriage and and my son and the businesses that I started and, and the trials that I had kind of through that. But I've been truly blessed. I mean, after, uh, you know, my first big goal uh, was to become the first person in my family to graduate from college. You know, of my Graham's 15 children, only two had ever graduated from high school. None had ever even attended a college. Uh, so I set that goal uh, you know, even though I was in special ed, you know, I couldn't read, couldn't write. I still can't spell. But, you know, I I kind of looked at my life. I was reflecting on my life at that time and I determined that it sucked. So it couldn't yeah. be any worse to sit there and try to do something that I figured would have a better uh, uh, outlook for my for my future life. So after I did that, um, I joined uh, the Air Force to get money to go to school. Um, and then, uh, ended up get, getting married while I was in school, but I eventually, you know, 12 years after I set that goal, four different colleges and four years in the air force, I became that person, you know, that first person in my family to graduate from college. And it was at that time that I determined, you know, geez, if somebody like me, somebody who came from where I came from was able to graduate college by setting a goal what else could I do with my life? What, what other things could I do if I set goals and, and really focused on becoming a better version of myself? And that's when I became obsessed with personal development and goals. And for the last uh, you know, 25 years, I've been using goals and personal development in every area of my life. You know, uh, out of college, I got a job at a commercial real estate firm, a top five you know, commercial real estate firm. 
you know, I was able to uh, become uh, the top uh, producer in the retail division uh, worldwide for that company several times. Uh, through goals, I've been able to start more than 10 businesses, uh, including one of the largest privately held uh, pet resorts in the country. Um, wow. I was able, able to exit that. Uh, and then uh, I built uh, a chain of uh, children's daycares uh, in Las Vegas, uh, some family fun centers. Um, and so, uh, you know, I've had, I've had some great success uh, professionally. And then, you know, really, uh, I built a family that I couldn't have even imagined you know, I'm a next month, I'll celebrate my 25th wedding anniversary to my best Congratulations. friend. Yeah, thank you. I mean, and and it hasn't been it hasn't been a, a cake walk. I mean, uh, me and my wife joke that it's been the happiest eighteen years of my life because we had some rough years in there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's flown by. It only feels like five minutes. You know, underwater. But uh, you know, it, you know, I've been able to do that, and now we're raising three awesome young men who are productive and and off to uh, living great lives of their own. And that's what I love about goals and personal development is it doesn't just affect the person who's setting those goals. It's generational. It it affects the generations to come. Oh yeah, definitely. Definitely. So how many businesses, I mean, I know that you owned over 10 businesses. I know you see the chains of the learning centers, the family fun centers, but how many do you actually own present day? Uh, I'm involved in uh, the family fun centers. Uh, we have a commercial rock yard. And then my new business uh, is uh, called I Got Smarter. And right. it is the, uh, it's the goal fulfillment program that I've used, you know, and, and, uh, and designed over the last 25 years. Uh, we've built an app around it. And that's, that's really where my passion is today. And, and a lot of my focus is building that business and getting the word out there so that people can use that program to change their own lives. Right. No, that's excellent. And I, I think most people, they know, okay, I have to set goals, you know, you have to shoot for something. But really, what makes how you do your goals with I Got Smarter different than what, you know, a traditional person might do when they're just writing out generic goals. Yeah. You know what? There's so, there's so many things in this program. And, and like I said, I designed this program over the last 25 years and I kind of took what worked for me, what didn't work and where I felt like a lot of people fell short with their goals. But I mean, for instance, you know, a lot of us have probably heard of smart goals. You know, I got smarter is, is kind of a takeoff of that because even with smart goals, 92% of new year's resolutions uh, are given up on or fail within a month or two. So, I mean, even though you can write a good goal, that doesn't mean you have all the elements to finally achieve that goal. And that's what I did with, I got smarter, but uh, I mean, a, a few of the things that I think really separate us is one is the app. So every day you have a morning and an evening ritual. Every day in the morning, you're designing your day. You know exactly what you need to accomplish to achieve your goals. So that's one thing is, there, you know, think about the last time you kind of fell short on a goal and, or gave up on it. Chances were that you weren't crystal clear on what had to happen next. And with right. our you didn't program, have that path to success. 
Yeah. Yeah. In our, in our program, you always know what happens next. I think another big problem with people achieving goals is they set annual goals and a- annual goals are, it's a long way off. And I mean, especially I'm sure there's a lot of people out there that set a goal January, 2020 and uh, you know, who could have anticipated what happened in 2020. So I'm sure a lot of people out there just threw their hands up and said, ah, you know what, I'll wait till 2021. But now one of my, my philosophies there, because you bring up a good point of discussion. I'd like to talk about the way I live is I always have one eye on the future. Okay, so whether it's an annual goal, five year goal, whatever, but then I also have one eye on the present because I view whatever my ultimate goal is for that time period, the decisions that I make now are going to affect whether or not I make it down that path and reach that ultimate goal or not. I mean, what do you think about that? How does that play into your philosophy? No, I mean, and and we and and we actually do the same thing in our program. I got smarter, but we have big goals and and a lot of my goals, uh, you know, they're going to take a year, five years, 10 years, but what we teach, what we teach our, uh, you know, our members through the program is that we break every single goal down into a 30 day sprint. And, you know, what you do is, you know, your mind can really focus on 30 days at a time. And we, we show you, okay, you know, this 30 day, this 30 day sprint is going to get you closer to that big goal. But when you set an annual goal, I mean, there's never that real urgency to what you need to do today. And another thing that we teach and I got smarter is that time is our most precious resource. There's nothing that we're ever going to be able to do to get a second of it back. So we want to use every second that we're blessed with you know, to uh, fulfill our goal and to really work towards living the life that we want to live. So every day needs to count. And when you focus on a goal in a 30-day sprint, and then we set milestones along that 30-day sprint so we know exactly where we need to be and whether we either need to step it up or if we're on track to hit that goal. Uh, so I think that's one of the, the the key things that people fall short on is, they set too long a term a goal and then they don't have that urgency to really work on it day in and day out. So that's where you feel that your app, your, your goal setting program is going to essentially fill that gap because you're kind of making them conscious of like, Hey, look, this is your goal. Are you working towards this? And if you are you're making them plan out how they're working towards that every day. Yeah. I mean, definitely the morning and the evening ritual and really planning out your day and planning Mm -hmm. specifically what you're going to do that day to accomplish your goals. I mean, there's a lot of things to our program. I mean, another thing is, I mean, speaking of focus, uh, we work on three goals at a time. I mean, there's, I'm sure a lot of us out there have, you know, lots of goals, hundreds of goals, but whenever you start focusing on too much, you don't focus on anything. And so we focus on three goals, every 30 day sprint, and we can change those goals. You know, I know I find in my life, you know, I'll, I'll be working on some goals and then I'll realize, you know what, I need to really focus on this relationship or I need right. to focus on this business. And the great thing with a 30 day sprint is it gives you that opportunity to do that every 30 days. Yeah. Yeah. Totally great. So one thing you've mentioned a few times 
is the morning or evening rituals. How yeah. important is it to have an actual ritual or routine every morning or every evening? Oh, I mean, we, we are what our routines and our habits are. And I, I mean, especially when you're setting down and, and you know, our, our app runs you through this morning ritual. And what this morning ritual actually does is it automatically populates your task list for the day. And you learn a lot of things. I mean, part of our program is, you know, we give gratitude every day because one thing we find is if you're not grateful for what you have now, chances are yeah. you're not going to be grateful for what you receive. And there's a big difference be between being, uh, you know, complacent or being comfortable and then be, being satisfied and then having gratitude. So we, we never want you to be satisfied. We always want you to be reaching out there for your greatest potential but we want you to be grateful in all things. So we, we do that every morning, you know, through the app. And then, you know, we teach the, I got smarter strategies and philosophy. Mm -hmm. So you're always learning and, and being able to use these philosophies and strategies throughout your day. And then right. you, you review your goals. You know, first of all, we teach you how to write a proper goal. There's so much that goes into writing a proper goal and writing it to where your mind is actually going to essentially go on autopilot to find a way to accomplish that goal. So we yeah. teach you how to do that. And then so I, I think smile because I have to sometimes rewrite the goals for, we use smart goals with work and uh, <laughs> you know, HR is like, no, David, that can't be a goal, <laughs> right. you know, right. make me rewrite it. So that just triggered a memory, but um yeah, no, that that's totally important. Yeah, and, and and one of the one of the other things that we use in the I Got Smarter strategy is we allow you through the app to invite a success partner, uh, an accountability partner that right. sees what you're doing in real time. So, you know, whenever you're doing your morning ritual and you finish it, it sends your partner an alert that you finished your morning ritual. So now they see, oh, David's finished his morning ritual. I need to get going on mine. Or it shows you that, hey, maybe you haven't accomplished your morning ritual yet. Your partner gets an alert that you haven't, and he can kind of give you some encouragement to get it done. Uh, so yeah. I think, you know, there's a lot of studies out there that show that you're 95% more likely to accomplish your goal if there's somebody else who knows about it. And yeah, I, I know accountability gets a bad rap. I mean, we all kind of envision that football coach or sports coach in our face yelling at us, but Podcast that, host. Host. yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So that's not the kind of accountability that we teach at I Got Smarter. The accountability that we teach is we're there to encourage and support you to be accountable to yourself, to do the things that you said you were going to do. And that that helps, you know, in and of itself will make the biggest difference when it comes to achieving your goals. Yeah, no, I totally feel you. And in fact, with the podcast, even. When I first launched this, uh, I, I guess I decided to launch it in April, uh, figured everything out. I had a lot of things I had to figure out to get it launched. So we launched on July 6th. And I was like, hey, how should I do this? How can I guarantee that there are no excuses that I am going to have the episodes out on time, you know, every week? And because building a routine with your episodes is critical for podcast success. We do it every Monday and every Thursday at 6 a.m. 
So what I did was I was yelling it from the mountaintops, did a press release, uh, everything. I mean, everybody knew it from my job. This is a personal project, but yeah. I am allowed to use Vision 33 resources. They, they love me doing this, as does SAP. And, you know, I made sure everybody knew about it. And a lot of people from my work, we have nearly 500 employees, subscribe to the show, watch the show, listen to the show. And that gives me accountability because if I just stop one day, you know, yep. it's going to be embarrassing. Like what? Did you fail? Did it not yep. work out? Did you just get lazy? You know, and I don't want that. And it keeps me motivated whether I am sick. I mean, I had strep throat. Uh, what was it, about six weeks ago? I could barely talk, but I was able to suck it up enough to be able to record the intro, outro, and get the episodes up. So it's really an awesome tool for accountability, being able to share those goals with people. Yeah. I mean, we have some other strategies in there. I mean, every goal that we set in our program has a, a self-imposed positive uh, mm -hmm. you know, uh, reinforcement that we're going to reward ourselves with. We also have a negative consequence that if we don't achieve our goal, we're going to have to follow through with that. And one of the most unique things is your partner can set a negative consequence that they're going to do if you don't achieve your goals. Now, you may wow. be willing to let yourself down, but hopefully you're not willing to let your partner down by not doing what needs to be done. And yep. uh, it's a whole different uh, mindset that uh, somebody else is is on the line if I don't mm -hmm. accomplish this goal. And that's kind of what you've done by, you know, yelling it from the mountaintops is everybody's aware of it and uh, counting on you to put these, uh, these podcasts out there. Yeah, I mean, that's why in the first, uh, I think it was like 30 or 45 days, uh, we had already 1500 subscribers. I have a huge, huge network. And doing that, I mean, it gave me a running start, uh, but it's holding me accountable. I don't want the professional or personal embarrassment if I just stop on it because I view that's going to reflect negatively upon me. People are going to be like, look, you just spent all that money, you know, bragging about it, whatever, and he didn't even follow up and finish with it. So it's definitely motivated me, kept me from be, you know, kept me on schedule. But I, one last topic I want to talk here about, this is something else that you've mentioned a few times, and that is focus, okay? How important is it to be able to be focused, maybe not multitasking, noise in the background, whatever, just pure focus? And what tips and advice do you have built around that? Yeah, I mean, I, I truly believe that with enough time and enough energy and enough focus that you can really accomplish any goal in your life. And focus, I mean, focus is so important. I mean, it, take the sun, for instance. I mean, the sun is putting out that heat and that energy. But now put a magnifying glass to it and put that on paper. And now you'll start yeah. a fire just from that focus. And that's what happens when you're really focusing on your goals. And you're focusing on living your life with purpose. Um you know, when, when we're not focused on our goals and, and what we want to happen and what we want our life to look like, we pretty much let the world push us, you know, side to side and, and we're, we're reactive, you know, we're, we're just kind of getting through the day. 
but our program brings in that hyper focus on becoming that better version of yourself. Um, another thing we use in our program is an, an alter ego and that alter ego is the perfect version of yourself and they always make the right decisions. And that brings that focus of you know, becoming that better version of yourself as well. Well, that's good. You're finally going to give the voices in my head an actual physical place. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> they get the respect they need through the I Got Smarter app. Now, with focus, though, I, I want to ask this follow-up question. And I think this relates a lot to your personal story as well. Okay. The, the focus, the focus that a person has, how much should you focus on things that you can't change compared to that you can. I mean, to me, it's a no brainer, but somebody like your story, I mean, there's a lot of stuff there that can really suck people's time, energy, just thinking about that. And it's hard to focus on other stuff. How do you break through that barrier, break through that cycle? Well, I mean, I, I, I truly believe that you get to give meaning to everything that happens to you in your life. And if you get to give meaning to everything, why on earth would you ever give anything a negative meaning? And, and I know there's situations out there that are horrible, but if you dig deep enough, uh, you'll find something good in every situation that you're in. And that was kind of with my childhood and, and my origin story. I gave that a negative meaning forever and it drained me and it was a weight on my shoulders that I had to deal with that. But the day that I decided that, you know what, I'm going to use this story to help motivate and inspire other people and uh, use it to have them, uh, you know, try to live the life that they want to live. And as soon as I did that, and as soon as I gave that a positive meaning as opposed to a negative meaning, it started to energize me. And now I get excited when I get to share that story as opposed to Throughout so much of my life, I never wanted to talk about that. And anytime that it would be brought up, you know, I'd have shame and embarrassment. But now when it it's brought up and, you know, I write a book about it, you know, that's how much uh, it's changed in my life. Now I get energy from it. So, that, you know, as far as being able to control it, you know, give give things a good meaning. But as far as like trying to focus on things you can't control, I mean, that's like trying to control the wind. Why, why would you put any energy towards trying, worrying about things you can't control? I mean, I can only do the things that I can do. I can only control the things that I control. And that's where your focus needs to be because everything else is, is futile. I mean, trying to worry oh, yeah. about things that you have absolutely no control over that's is madness. The discussion. The, the yeah. discussion I have with my wife all the time, Ed, you know, I'll use an example, say something in politics happened that she doesn't agree with, you know, she'll show me, she'll complain about it. And she's like, why aren't you upset about that? You believe the same thing I do, right? I'm like, yeah, but why should I get upset? I mean, unfortunately, I'm not in a position to change that. There's, it's just going to waste my energy, waste my time. I'd rather be doing something else. In fact, I'd rather watch Netflix over worrying about that. And it's a constant discussion that, that I have uh, with her, just trying to get her to, to grow a little bit more so where she really focuses on things that she can control. Well, and, and I think that's about being 
more productive in your life is to yeah. learn the difference between what you can control and, and what you have no control over. I mean, as far right. as politics, I mean, you pretty much can vote and you can yeah. maybe get out there and have your voice heard, but uh, worrying about it and stressing about it mm -hmm. and, you know, uh, fuming over things, it, that's not changing anything. All that's doing right. is changing you and, and stressing you out. So get rid of those yeah. things. I mean, if you really want to make a difference, figure out what you can do to make a difference and then go, yeah. go and do that. I totally, 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 totally agree. So, hey, Nelson, this has been an amazing interview. Uh, you have a very, very personal story that you were able to share with our uh, audience. And I'm really honored and very, very grateful that you were able to share that because I really think it's going to help inspire people that listen to this show and be like, hey, if Nelson can overcome this, I can overcome that. So yeah. thank you so much. How thank can you people for reach out to you? Yeah, thank you for having me on. I mean, you can go to nelsontrustler.com and that'll uh, give you a link to the I Got Smarter program as well as the, the Unlucky Sperm Club, uh, my book. My book's for sale on Amazon and everywhere else books are sold. And the app is on all the, uh, the, uh, app, uh, the app store. Yeah, yeah. I will make sure that we have the links in there for the nelsontressler.com. We will have the link in the description for the book as well as the I Got Smarter apps. Everything will be there on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcasts, anywhere their show is. Look in the description. You'll find the links. Nelson, again, thank you so much, man. This has been such a wonderful, deep, conversation that I really think will help a lot of people break through what they're going through right now in this right. pandemic. Yeah. I appreciate you having me on and, and grateful uh, to share my story. Yep. Cheers. See ya. Totally speechless from that interview. That is one of the hardest stories I think I've ever had to hear my whole life. And it is truly amazing. Everything that Nelson had to overcome to become who he is today I mean, literally, he had every hurdle in life that you could probably get. And this guy didn't even jump over him. No, he had a jetpack and flew right past them all. So, Nelson, if you're watching this, you know, my heart goes out to you. Excellent story. And I'm in awe in everything that you've achieved so far in life. So, first off, I know you all love that interview with Nelson. If you did, help us grow Shark Bite Biz. Smash that like button, smash that subscribe button, okay? And if you really want to help this, this channel grow its community of like-minded business people looking to grow personally, looking to grow their business, looking to have professional career growth, okay? Do us a favor. Let's get Shark Bite Biz and the Unlucky Spurn Club and Nelson Tressler trending on social media. Share this video out to your whole network and seriously help us all get trending and grow this community. So let's get back to Nelson. Wow. Just totally wow. If you think your life is hard and you had a lot to overcome, look at what Nelson did. He didn't cry about being in a bad situation. Okay. He probably did when he was younger, but eventually then he realized, well, crap, I can't change this. 
let's focus on what I can change. And because of that, he essentially rose to a level in his career that most of us dream about. That is something you can achieve. You can unlock your financial goals by not being complacent, by accepting what you cannot change, and by focusing on what you can control. Now, another huge topic that Nelson talked about was goals. He is absolutely correct. Too many of us set long-term goals, okay? Everybody's like, hey, what's your five-year plan? What's your, your goal in 10 years? Where do you want to be in life? We set those, but do you actually have a way to track, monitor the progress to ensure that you're actually going down the path to reach those goals? I have a saying I've said on this show many a times, one eye on the future, one eye on the present, okay? It's not because I have my head in the clouds that I'm thinking, oh, I want to get all the way up here to this level or whatever. No, my head's not in the clouds. Quite the opposite. I'm grounded, okay? I'm looking at the future today because the decisions that I make today could easily impact where I'm going to be down the road. Am I going to reach that goal? It's going to lead me to that 5, 10, 15 year goal, or it's going to lead me astray. So that's where, you know, you constantly have to be evaluating that and you need to be looking at your goals and actually tracking the progress to see if you're going down the right path or not. I want to get to another critical part that is important for success. But before I go to what Nelson said, uh, did you ever hear about the 5 AMers? They say, I don't know if it's true or not, but most CEOs of successful companies like Fortune 100, 500 companies, whatever it may be, you know, they wake up at 5 a.m. because it is one of the best times to get up and actually get stuff done because you have nobody else bothering you at that time. And I think that if you start doing that mentality and then you start mixing in what Nelson was saying about starting your day with your rituals, ending with your rituals. And as part of that morning ritual, really just start planning out your day because that is a huge step in getting into the next level of success. Think of it as a map to your goals. And this is going to allow you to unlock the achievements of life. Considering where Nelson came from, and being able to turn that into millions of assets that he has today, guess what? <laughs> I'm taking Nelson's advice. So this has just, again, been an incredible interview. It was very personal, really hearing this very hard-to-overcome life story of Nelson Tressler. Nelson, I thank you for your openness. I thank you for coming onto this show and really giving us this down and dirty personal story of your life and everything that you overcame to get where you're at to help teach us, to help motivate us, to help inspire us to do the same with our lives to get to that next level. So once again, I want to remind everybody, the book is The Unlucky Sperm Club. 
by Nelson Tressler. You can find it online on Amazon. I am going to have the link in the description. I can tell you it is an excellent, excellent read. I've been reading it slowly on my Kindle, and I love every page of it so far. Remember, if you too want to be a guest in the show because you've got an amazing story just like Nelson did, make sure you send me an email, david at sharkbitefizz.com. Once again, I'm David Strasser. This is Shark Bite Fizz, and we'll see you all next episode. Ciao. Thank you for listening to Shark Bite Fizz. We hope you got some insightful info from this podcast. Be sure to subscribe to us through your favorite podcast app and visit us on the web at www.sharkbitebiz.com. How has business changed for you in the 20s? Email us at podcast at sharkbitebiz.com so you can join us and share your story.